Welcome to the Tour Coach Podcast. I'm Tony Ruggiero here, as I always am, your host. And you're joining in on what we are now having is the Tour Coach Minis. And those are little 10-minute conversations with myself or Jackson Court, who's going to be hosting some of this. Most of you are all familiar with Jackson great young teacher uh, now at Atlantic Beach Country Club and he spends a lot of time with us and we've invited Jackson to be part of this he does such a good job spends so much time but these will be 10 minute conversations and musings from around the world of golf from around our travels our friends our players other coaches to give you more tour coach more do sweeper content during the week so you now have got your main tour coach podcast coming on Mondays followed by a mini on Wednesday and a mini on Friday. So you've got all the dew sweepers, all the tour coach you could ever want. And just like the dew sweepers radio show or the tour coach podcast, the tour coach minis are brought to you by our friends at Shrixon Golf, our friends at Bushnell, Buick, GMC, especially Mitch McConnell and McConnell Automotive. And you can't forget Vineyard Vines that keep us all looking good. So enjoy this episode of the tour coach mini. And we're here with all the golf content you could ever want each and every week. Sitting in with me, I have the distinct privilege of introducing Luke Guthrie, LG 2.0. What's going on? So um, to introduce, I got a flashback in my own mind. Summer of 2012, I had just started caddying for Adam Hadwin. Uh, I'm green, right? But I love golf. Thought I was good. I'm terrible, right? And I get the opportunity to caddy for Adam Hadwin. And Striper. I, uh, correct. Dropping everything, right? Had like maybe $300 in my bank account. And I drove from Michigan down to Illinois because uh, it was at Victoria National there. It was early in the season at that point. So I got on the bag, whatever. He missed the cut by one. I was devastated. Didn't know if I was getting invited back. So he invites me back, and uh, we went on a good run. A couple weeks after that, we're in Omaha, and we're good memories. And we're tied for the lead, or no? I think we're one back. Going into Sunday, paired with Luke Guthrie and Russell Henley. And that was a round I'll never forget because I was just blown away by the ball striking, the short game. But, I mean, it was a phenomenal experience. And you went on to win twice that summer? Yep, later that year. So I got third at that Omaha event. Yeah, Ben Cole shot 60. Yeah, I think co-leading to start the last round. And, like, it wasn't a bad round but that we all played. But, yeah, Ben Cole shot, like, 60 or 62 or something yep. to win back-to-back. He Correct. He a playoff the week before. So. Yeah. And then, um, so after that, like I always would watch golf scores and keep track of where you were and what you were doing. And um, then I start working for Tony. So this is 2016. Excuse me, 2017. Over in, you're in Alabama. I'm in Alabama. And it's a Monday. I don't know if it was 2017, whenever you started working for Tony, but it's a Monday. And so the Country Club Mobile's closed. And he texts me, goes, hey, I'm coming over working with uh, a pro. And I'm like, oh, sweet. My favorite day, right? Because then I always get to set up and observe and watch Tony work. I'm like, who are you working with? And he goes, new guy, Luke Guthrie. And I was like ecstatic. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I get to sit in on this, right? Because it was only, I mean, it was five years, right? So... And uh, so watch that lesson, and obviously, you know, I think I'm fortunate to call you a friend as well. Now, we, sure. we shared a room last night, and you're yeah. sleeping. You're sleeping we're beds. sleeping. Yeah, bunk beds. So um, 
the strength of your game for sure is short game right now you're a great ball striker and like watching you hit those cuts with driver and then flighting iron shots and being able to like my ball striking is improving but you're definitely right like through the course of history my my short game is what does it and i would say iron play iron play for sure i kind of not play around but just kind of i don't lean on it yeah yeah so um Talk to me a little bit about your process for putting and like how you stay a consistently good putter for a long period of time. Because that's, that's tough, right? And people listening to this, whether you're a player, you, you want to be consistent or, you know, coaches or, or really good players always, you know, want the good tips from the best players in the world. And you're one of the best putters in the world. Yeah, when I we were talking about that 2012, I I'm confident in saying I was one of the best putters, if not the best putter in the world at that moment. I felt like I, every putt, I can't really remember, not to sound arrogant, but I don't think I hit bad putts ever that year. It was just about matching line and pace and getting the rhythm of a green and just mm. feeling really good for the week. And if I did, I was supremely confident I was going to roll the putt over end over end where I'm looking. Mm-hmm. Am I matching my pace with the line and reading greens right yeah always the art form of it for how i have approached putting my whole life i've been really guarded with my putting because i've always been pretty good i don't not that i don't listen to anybody but it's very selective view mm-hmm. i do because i'm really protective of the art form of it i when i get off i'm getting mechanical i i kind of lose the true thought of putting i don't think yes the goal is to have great mechanics and great putting but you can have bad mechanics and make putts Mm. now it's not a consistent thing that's not what you're trying to attain but i guess my point bring that up is when you're competing and you're out there i want my mind on the target i don't want to be in my little box area here trying to do something i'm putting my best and getting it out there yeah like trying to roll over and i'm not a linear putter i'm trying to find that high point and see what angle the ball is going to go in what pace and really see it happen yeah falling in love with that target yeah, falling in love with yeah. so how do you do that same thing when you're maybe not putting your best right maybe it's a little bit off do you have a couple simple drills that you go back to or feels so my tried and true i'll just put three t's down i will put two t's for contact just like okay. the tiger yeah the gate a little gate drill and then i have a tendency to take it out going on the backswing and kind of take it not let the not let the putter swing i try to control it sure i'm not putting my best okay I get a little closer to it i think everybody's tendency you're not doing something right you're trying to control it. you're trying to get closer when in fact you need to relax and let it let the putter whatever type of swing you have let it happen hmm. i have kind of a mid-hang putter yep I tend to try to control it, and then all of a sudden I kind of have to shove the handle through sure. to not pull them. So I'll put a tee on the, for the gate and then one on the outside on my backstroke. So on like the toe side, yep. kind of a straight back, straight through. I want it to barely miss it, barely arc inside. And it's kind of a, just a nice reminder to let the blade do what it's trying to do. I'm not mm. trying to open it. I'm doing what it wants to, what yep. the weight will take it. Mm. And then... Is the does the contact matter a bunch to you when it's when you're working on that and you're trying to take it to the golf course? Because good putters are really picky with the contact, right? We, we can dive deep into this when I'm putting my best. Best, 
it's like a if I'm hitting it out of the center and it almost feels a hair thin, like but good. Yep. I know, like get out of my way. Like I got this. That's it's hugging That's the ground. A, yeah, it's hugging the ground. I don't. I don't know enough about mechanics to know what I'm doing, which maybe that's something I should dive into to try to seek that a little more. I would assume it's something where I'm getting the ball on top and I'm I'm doing a good job of I don't like to hook my putts, feel that, but obviously if you're rolling your ball really well, you are doing that to some degree. And I mm. kind of wonder if that's what's happening a yeah. little bit there. So when you say like just a, almost a tick under the sweet spot, is what you feel yes it's interesting right because then like i've seen some other like sam putt lab numbers from really good putters and like uh because there are differences obviously and some players are like that and some players also have it where it's a little bit above the sweet spot i would think those people are a little more lean the handle forward press putters and they probably have a good four degrees on their putter i'd sure. venture to guess okay more loft and i would think the top of that blade is a little better for him that's interesting i tend to have three or even two sometimes i have three because I, we live in florida yeah if i was bent grass putter all the time i might even have two degrees aloft got it kind of thing yeah and then you go out west and you'd probably add a little bit more to put yeah. on poe yeah i put well on poe and I guess I, I normally have three degrees aloft on my putter, but you do putt well on putter. Yeah, I yeah. normally putt well out there. Putt well on everything. Oversteed's so, my only weakness. Is it? Yeah, I struggle because it kind of mixes with the grain. I think linear putters putt well there. I think it's a it's a mechanical like aim point. Uh, like I hit at the left edge where I get really uncomfortable if I feel like I have to hit a perfect putt to make it. I putt better on Poe, where it's bumpy. I find the high line, and I'm really cognizant of my pace. And I'm trying to find the highest line it can go in. How about that? And not hit it too hard, basically, is my goal on Poe. And then it's going to bump around. Yeah. And if anything, it bumps around, and it's going to break more. I'm going to make it on the low side then. Are you typically an aggressive putter or a non-aggressive putter? Aggressive. Uh, my you friends are. make fun of me. They call it Guthrie pace. Guthrie pace. Yeah. yeah. It's coming in hot. Yeah. It's not a goal. It's just I'm glad I'm that way because I want to be aggressive. I want to make putts. I've never seen a putt I don't think I can make. At hmm. 60, 70 footer, like, I'm a believer. If you're trying to make something, then my leg putt's going to be pretty good. If I'm yeah. trying to leg it to three feet, well, is six feet good? Because I'm three feet within my goal from 60 feet. Why not, why not try to make it? Yeah. Yeah. So... You're on a putting green, right? And you, you're you rolling it great, and you do have the Guthrie pace, but it misses. How far past that is it actually going? I mean, if I'm got Standard pace, flat putt, right? A foot and a half, foot you know. Half. If it's – I'm willing to – a downhiller, I'm willing for it to get two, three feet by. But Because that pace of it going into the hole is the same, it's, but it's downhill and it's, it's rolling. It's still pouring in. It's not like it's in the back of the cup. It's just the trundling out. Mm-hmm. It gets it out there because I'm confident in my short putting, but also you, you see the break. Yeah. You're confident in what's coming back. And you got an uphill or coming back anyways. I know there's some things when it's it can kind of trick you up, but that's, I think, a rare situation where if it goes by going right and somehow it goes right coming mm-hmm. back up, but that's far in yeah. between. And then you've got that same putt, and hypothetically, you want to die this one in a little bit or take a little bit of pace off. What's the difference if that thing misses? 
between the the Guthrie pace and then a softer pace? Are we talking a foot? Are we talking a couple inches? That's probably still like a foot and a half. I have a hard time just, if it's a fast putt, leaking it a few inches by. I just, I, the putt, I don't know if it's just me. I feel like the putt has no purpose. And I, mm. I talk about that a lot. Like Normally when I'm talking to somebody and maybe I'm struggling, I'm trying to find a putt that has purpose. And we were kind of talking a little bit about it last night. Good putters. You especially on Bermuda or Bent, like you can see a line, mm-hmm. and I know the dew and all that, everybody. But like even on a, especially on a dry day, you can see a track. It disappears really fast, but it is hugging the green. The ball has weight to it. Yeah, like I've been lucky to see Stricker putt. The ball like dives into the cup. It has weight to that. Yeah, that ball. So if you if you were to adjust on course, right, you get a putt that maybe you don't trust the read specifically. You're kind of uncertain. You would hug the line of adding pace to the Guthrie pace to convince yourself on a line, right? Like where you can take, you could almost take off break and be a little bit more certain of where it's going or how it's going in, rather than taking speed off. If I'm three or four feet, a putt that I need to make, I should make. It's going in with authority. And I'll live with the one out of hopefully only 75 times I miss that putt. Yeah. And I'll deal with it. Um, but other than trying to plinko it down there or something. But mm. like if I'm eight feet out on at Pebble downhill slider, that's not coming in with pace. Like you can't around there give yourself a bunch of three footers because, because it's so bumpy. A little bit. Yeah. And you can do everything right and you're going to miss a couple. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to find. For me, I'm trying to make that hole big in that situation and trying to almost use the bumps to my advantage. Find the high line. That's the perfect putt. And if it hits no bumps, it goes in. Yeah. And if it does, I'll catch the low side. I love it. Well, uh, I just looked down. I can't believe this has already been almost 13 minutes. I could talk about putting all day, especially with Luke. Um, appreciate you sitting in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And welcome to the first Dew Sweeper Junior Camp. Did you have a blast? It was a great time. Yes, yeah, bad weather. Bad weather. You got stuck in the rain a good bit. Uh, you can only get so wet. Once you get past <laughs> that certain amount, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Well, thanks for being part of it. Hi, this is Tony Ruggiero. And look, recently, several teachers I know and several players have had some scares with skin cancer. In fact, I recently went and saw a dermatologist here in town, and I had a couple things frozen off, eyelid, my face, my earlobe, and not getting any younger. And I know I know it's getting to that time of the season where it's cooler, but look, being in the sun is a real deal, and I've not been very good, to be totally honest, my whole career at using it at all because I didn't like how greasy it was, how hard it was to get off your hands, how it clogged up my pores. And then I found this sunscreen, Visor Skin Care. It's clear. It goes on. It doesn't dry you out. It isn't greasy. It's like you didn't put anything on. By far, it's the best sunscreen I've ever used. Without a doubt, is the easiest to use. And we've got a discount code for all of you. All you have to do is go to visorskincare.com. Is use our code word, DoSweeper. Visorskincare.com, code word, DoSweeper. I just want to remind everybody something that I forgot. Uh, recently, a couple weeks ago, my wife and I went out. We went to a wedding, and afterwards, with some friends, we were like, hey, where's a great place to go? I'll be honest. Like, in my travels and day-to-day, sometimes I get caught up, and I forget some of the great places right around the corner. But i got to remind you about the Ice Box Bar on 755 Monroe Street. 
I was blown away by just the whole vibe, the atmosphere, and with the Velvet Pig, the food in the back room, and the big screen TVs up front. We sat there and watched some playoff games. I was blown away by the atmosphere, the vibe, and just how cool it was to have the Icebox Bar right here near the Dew Sweepers downtown, near where I live. You're looking for a great place to go sit, watch some games, hang out, play some pool. You got to go to the Icebox Bar right there on Monroe Street. There's a good chance you'll see all of us hanging out. Do yourself a favor. Go visit the Icebox. It's one of the best places out there.